Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 19 of Genesis chapter 6. And we're continuing to look at verse 14. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. Now, uh, as we've seen previously, the ark was made or to be made of gopher wood, and the word gopher identifies with the word brimstone. And we saw how that relates to the construction, the formation of the ark, which typifies a vessel that will deliver certain chosen people, chosen by God. It identifies with the brimstone, the wrath of God poured out upon the Lord Jesus Christ at the point of the world's foundation. And at that time, Christ delivered his people. And then it went on to say, rooms shalt thou make in the ark, or ness. And ness has to do with that which is high above that identifies with the kingdom of heaven. And shalt pitch it within and without. And we saw the first word pitch is Strong's 3722, and it's the word atonement. You shall make atonement. Within, And we also saw in our last study that the word within is a Hebrew word, 1004 in Strong's Hebrew Concordance, that is translated, I don't know how many times, just hundreds of times as house. It's the same word that's in Leviticus 16, verse 6. And Aaron shall offer his bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself, and make an atonement for himself and for his house. The word house, make an atonement for his house, or make an atonement within. That That's, that's the word. It has to do with the house of God. Um, and the house of God is a spiritual house, comprised of everyone that he has saved. In First Kings... Chapter 6, it says concerning the house that the Lord commissioned Solomon to build in verse 1. And it came to pass in the 480th year after the children of Israel were come out of the land of Egypt. In the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel in the month Ziph, which is the second month that he began to build the house of Jehovah. The house of Jehovah. Um, we're told in the Psalms, except Jehovah build the house, they labor in vain that build it. It's Jehovah's house that is built by wisdom. Proverbs 9 verse 1, Wisdom hath builded her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. And wisdom is the Lord Jesus Christ. 
1 Corinthians 1, verse 30, tells us, He is made unto us wisdom. Wisdom built her house, Christ has built his house, as it says in Hebrews, in chapter 3, in verse 4, For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Christ built his house. Wisdom built her house. Whose house are we? And and so as God is giving direction, commanding Noah on the building of the ark, it spiritually is related to the building of the house of God. And, and so that which makes the craft uh, unsinkable, so the water doesn't seep in through the cracks, and then if water got into the ark, it would sink, and the people and animals on board would drown. They would come under the wrath of God. But it is the atonement within, the atonement for the house that protects the ship and coats it and keeps it waterproof, so not a drop of the outward water that is a picture of God's wrath can enter in. The atonement of the Lord Jesus Christ has accomplished the work to secure and deliver the people of God so that they themselves will not have to make payment for their own sin. They will not have to die for their sin because Christ has already died for it. And so um, the word pitch, atonement, for that which is within the house of God, the body of true believers, or the whole company of the elect. And then it says, and without with pitch. Now, the Hebrew word translated without is 2351, and it's found many times in the book of Leviticus. I'll read some of them in Leviticus 4, verse 12. Even the whole bullock shall he carry forth without the camp unto a clean place where the ashes are poured out and burn on him the wood with fire where the ashes are poured out, shall he be burnt. And in verse 20 of the same chapter, And he shall do with the bullock as he did with the bullock for a sin offering, so shall he do with this. And the priest shall make an atonement for them, and shall be forgiven them. And he shall carry forth the bullock without the camp, and burn him as he burned the first bullock. It is a sin offering for the congregation. The word without, in both those verses, is the same word, pitch within and without. In Leviticus 6.11, it says, And he shall put off his garments and put on other garments and carry forth the ashes without the camp 
unto a clean place. And in Leviticus 8, verse 17, But the bullock and his hide, his flesh and his dung, he burnt with fire without the camp, as Jehovah commanded Moses. And in chapter 24 of Leviticus, verse 14, Bring forth him that is cursed without the camp. And let all that heard him lay their hands upon his head, and let all the congregation stone him. And verse 23 of Leviticus 24, And Moses spake to the children of Israel, that they should bring forth him that cursed out of the camp, and stone him with stones. And the children of Israel did as Jehovah commanded Moses. And in Numbers 15, beginning in verse 35, And Jehovah said unto Moses, The man shall be surely put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones without the camp. And all the congregation brought him without the camp, and stoned him with stones, and he died, as Jehovah commanded Moses. And that was referring to the man that had picked up a few sticks in the wilderness. And so we see again and again and again, and I'm not giving all the verses, but um, a good number, that to go without, that's where the bullock went, that had been sacrificed, its blood had been brought in and used as a sacrifice, and its remains went outside the camp for burning. Or, that's where um, stoning took place, outside the camp. And where did the Lord Jesus Christ die? Outside the walls of Jerusalem. Uh, as it says in Hebrews chapter 13, God makes reference to Christ and his death. In Hebrews 13, in verse 11, for the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned without the camp. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. Well, so we know, since this is speaking of the bodies of the beast, like the bullock, that were taken without the camp, that this Greek word, translated without, is the equivalent to the Hebrew word, translated without, and and therefore equivalent to our word in Genesis 6 where God speaks of pitching it within and without. And this Greek word, 1854, is also used in Matthew 13, verse 48. I'll have to read verse 47. It's a short parable. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind which, when it was full, they drew it to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but cast the bad away. The the word away is this word translated without. Uh, Christ suffered without the gate, let us go unto him without the camp. It cast the bad without. It's the same word as in John 
15, verse 6. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned, cast without, like a branch. And um, one more place, Revelation 22, and verse 15. For without are dogs, and sorcerers, and whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth, and maketh a lie. That's all unsaved people, adulterers, and murderers, and so forth, are without the kingdom of heaven. And and so we can see through all these verses that I just read that without is the place of the wrath of God, the sacrifices, the sacrificial animals, they were burned without. And that was a picture of uh, experiencing the wrath of God. The, the man who was stoned uh, for picking up a few sticks was stoned without, or the individual who cursed was stoned also without the camp. And to be stoned points to experiencing the wrath of God. Casting the bad away or without, the the branch that withers is cast forth, it's cast without. And, And again and again, without is a location or a place where there is, it is as though one is under the wrath of God. The Lord Jesus Christ suffered without the gate. When Christ went to the cross... He was suffering under the wrath of God. God was pouring out his wrath upon him. He wasn't making payment for sin because he was demonstrating the things he had done at the foundation of the world. But still, he was suffering. Now, God tells us in 1 Corinthians, in chapter 5, 1 Corinthians 5, And in verse 12, For what have I to do to judge them also that are without? Do not ye judge them that are within, but them that are without, God judgeth. Therefore, put away from among yourselves that wicked person. Now, in 1 Corinthians 5, the Lord has been speaking about brothers or brethren that have been committing sin within, that's in the church, in the corporate body. And and so uh, when, when God says you don't have to um, separate or, or leave someone involved in sin outwardly, outside the church, then you'd have to go out of the world. No, you, you just leave their sin to God. That's his matter. He will judge them that are without. And and so we can see that being without identifies with the world, with the unsaved people of the world, that because of their sin are under his wrath. And it is a place where God will pour out his wrath to judge and to punish the wicked people of the world. Now, it's interesting that in Hebrews 13, the Lord encouraged his people, let us go without. Remember that? 
In Hebrews 13, we just read it a little bit ago. Um, first, he, he reminded us that Jesus suffered without the gate. In verse 12, that in verse 13, let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. And the reference to a continuing city is Jerusalem above, the heavenly Jerusalem. We are citizens of the heavenly Jerusalem, and and that will come. We will have that eternal citizenship, and we'll, we'll never leave that city. But here, there's an earthly city, an earthly Jerusalem, and God's people were a part of it. And yet there came the time when God ended his relationship. He ended the church age. He ended his relationship with the corporate body. And he commanded his people to go out, to leave the camp, and and to go outside of the churches and congregations of the world. And in doing so, we are um, really set up or positioned by God himself in a similar way as the Lord Jesus Christ was positioned. He went out of the gate of Jerusalem to suffer. The body of Christ, the whole company of the elect, or all of those that God saved during the Great Tribulation period, he saved outside of Jerusalem, outside of the churches and congregations. The body of Christ was commanded to come out of the church, and and they remained outside all the while the gospel was going forth, and, and the latter rain was being poured down from heaven, and God was saving the great multitude, and the Lord was accomplishing a couple of things. He was judging his people. Judgment begins at the house of God. He was judging those within, but also he was establishing things, arranging things for the judgment without. The people of God were no longer within the corporate body. They, they were called out. And then on May 21, 2011, at the end of the 23-year Great Tribulation to the very day, the Lord transitioned the judgment. He, he took the focus off of only the church and he expanded it to include all the kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of darkness, and, and all of the unsaved inhabitants of the earth. God began pouring out his wrath on that which was without, upon all of the people that were without the eternal or spiritual kingdom of heaven. Yet at the same time, the true believers were without the church, without the camp, without the gate. They're all saying the same thing. And, and therefore, we were uh, in the location where God 
was um, pouring down fire and brimstone, where where the heavy hand of God's anger was coming down upon the wicked. And it is as though we were experiencing the judgment also. Again, following the pattern that God established with the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus was judged without. Now, in this day of judgment, all of the elect are without the earthly city Jerusalem, as it were, the corporate church. Jesus was judged without bearing sin. Remember, Pilate said, I find no fault in this man. God's elect are being judged at this time without bearing sin. They have no sin upon them because all their sin was paid for, atoned for, by the work of Christ at the point of the world's foundation. So, as they're standing or appearing before the judgment seat of Christ, and and God is judging them, there is no sin that is discovered. There's no sin, no cause for the judgment. And so that will be revealed or that will be made known at the conclusion of the judgment period when the judgment is finally given, the the uh, announcement from God concerning all of the elect um, that are without, that that are still alive, living on the earth, experiencing this reproach for Christ's sake and in the sense, filling up his suffering, God will say, I find no fault in them. They're not going to be destroyed forevermore. They're not going to be annihilated, but they will be lifted up. They will rise at the end of the uh, judgment period and enter into the joy of their Lord. And just as Jesus' judgment was a tableau or a manifestation so the elect's judgment is a manifestation. The word appear, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 10. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ is amazingly the same word as make manifest that is used of Jesus and his time of uh, entry into the world and and living on the earth, and especially his period of ministry. He made manifest the things that he had done. Well, um, you know, this is, I think, helpful to us because we can see that God's command to his people to go outside of the churches and to leave the congregations ties in with the next step in his judgment program He has, at that point, positioned them to complete the last aspect of uh, what he would have them to do, which is to um, suffer as Christ suffered, to go outside the gate as Christ went outside the gate, and as Jesus bore the reproaches of them that reproach thee, O God, we are now bearing reproach for his sake and suffering for his sake as he suffered for us. 
And it's amazing how God has worked all these things out. In Ecclesiastes 3, it says, beginning in verse 16, And moreover, I saw under the sun the place of judgment, that wickedness was there, and the place of righteousness, that iniquity was there. I said in mine heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked. For there is a time there for every purpose and for every work. God will judge the righteous and the wicked. And when we look at these two verses in Ecclesiastes 3, we see that the judgment is taking place at the same time that is, it's not a judgment just of the righteous. No, because the wicked are there. And it's not a judgment just of the wicked. No, because the righteous are there. God will judge the righteous and the wicked together. And and that's exactly what has unfolded. It is what we have seen take place as we have gone through the Great Tribulation period, and we have now entered into the Day of Judgment, and we're living on the earth in the Day of Judgment, in those days after that Tribulation. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.